like that. It's gonna be, it's gonna be kind of we're both talking at you at the same time. We'll but try not, not at the same time. Yeah, we'll try not to speak over each other. <laughs> um, but the reason for this is we've got some big stuff to talk about, and sometimes that takes a bigger team. So there's two of us tonight. So we're gonna let you on a little secret. It's 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 not that big of a deal. I set it up like a super big. <laughs> uh, tonight <laughs> is the first night of a brand new series of talks. Hello. Ooh. Some of you might be like, the heck is a series? <laughs> uh, we, don't, we actually haven't done a series very often. We don't do them very often. But the reason we're describing it that way is the next number of talks, the next number of talks at Impact on Fridays are going to all re- re- revolve around a single theme. Now, this theme is a pretty big theme. And what we're talking about is, you can throw it up, Julia, our theme is, Asking for a friend. Hmm. Hmm. What could that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> so, um, you might be familiar with this phrase. It's, it's, I don't know, where did it start? I didn't look that up. Some awkward kid who yeah. wanted to know something, but didn't want anybody to know they wanted to know. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> oh, it's not for me. I'm asking for a friend. Does this rash look bad? That sort of thing. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a giveaway, so don't, don't do it that way if you're trying to stay undercover. Um, but the idea being, I'm going to ask the question because I want to know, but the answer isn't for me, it's for somebody else. So no judgy, right? That's the idea. Um, what we want to pick up on is sometimes at church, at school, just in life, sometimes there's those things that you feel like you should know the answer to, but you don't. And sometimes it's kind of awkward to talk about. It's like Super awkward. Yeah. I, the way I've learned to do it is like, Hey, this might be a stupid question, but, and it's kind of my way of saying, it's great. maybe I should know this, right? but I don't know it, so I'm going to ask. And that's the idea is what we want to do over the next number of talks is we want to uncover and unpack some of these questions that we feel like maybe sometimes we should know the answer to, but we don't know the answer. So number one, that's going to look like we actually want you guys to ask questions. Very important to ask for a friend is to have a question. Yes, important ingredients. Yes. So all throughout these coming weeks, at literally any time, you can hop on Instagram and you can DM Impact on Instagram and say, hey, I have a question. Or you can say, I'm asking for a friend. It doesn't matter. Actually, please say that instead. Yeah, please do that. That'll that'll be good. (laughs) We want to actually hear what questions you have. Right. Now, you might be asking questions about what? Like, questions about biology or like don't send us geography any math don't send us any math questions send them to tony and not us yeah so uh, <laughs> he will help you totally. he will um what we want to do is we want to talk about some things that are difficult sometimes to talk about at church or maybe shouldn't be difficult but we don't talk about them And so what we're not going for here is, hey, guys, we have this huge list of questions that people ask, and we're going to answer them for you. (laughs) That does not work that way. Firstly, because we're not that smart. Secondly, because we're actually not sure that's how the world works. It Um, is for math. It is for math. But if you've ever done, like, languages, maybe that's a course you're taking, there is not one answer to the question. There are wrong answers, but there are also right answers. So what we want to do is, all we're going to do is we're going to present some ideas. 
But most importantly, the goal of all of this is we want to encourage you guys to practice asking the Holy Spirit for wisdom. Right. That might sound weird and like hokey. That's not the point. Um, the Holy Spirit, if you don't know the Holy Spirit, we'd love for you to get to know the Holy Spirit over the next few weeks. Um, but the Holy Spirit is the way we describe the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of God, who lives inside of us. He's alive. He can talk. And when we have questions, he answers our questions. Right. Um, but sometimes we need to actually practice doing that, practice asking the questions, practice listening for answers. And sometimes we need to figure out what to do with those answers because they don't always make sense right away. So that's what we're going to do a little bit. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big widespread. That's why we're going to do more than one night um, because we really do, not just me and Jonathan, but as an impact team uh, and as a church, we believe that Jesus is the truth. He is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. And so as we live, as you guys live in your world, at school, at home, online, there's truth is up for interpretation, and big questions are everywhere. And that's okay. Like, that's, that comes with being a human in the world. But we believe that Jesus is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life, and he has something to say about the questions that are in the world. And so like what Jonathan was saying, we really want to go about, we want to make some space for you guys to be able to ask these big questions with the framework that Jesus is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. And so before we go, before we, we open up questions or we go any further, this is the, you can, you can write that down, it's from John 14, I think, that Jesus is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. And we're going to start there and we're going to finish there before we go back into worship. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to continue to unpack that, um, but we, we do want to clarify that what we're not saying is what's right for you is right for you, what's right for me is right for me. Right. That's a really freaky idea that gives us permission to do really messed up things. That's not what we're saying. Yep. What we're saying is that what you need to hear might be different from what I need to hear. So it's not because we're not sure what the right answer is or where truth comes from. We know where truth comes from. We know Jesus is the truth. But how I understand that might look different from how you understand it. And that's just the way it works. And it's a relationship that we practice, we learn to uncover. Yep. So should we get into what what kind of questions we're talking about? You might. Yeah, that might be the big question. What kind of questions are we talking about? So we're going to give you some examples. Now, disclaimer. We're going to be a little goofy here, and if you are offended by these, we sincerely apologize, but you for sure do not need to be offended. You can send us an email at brian.ferguson at <laughs> Yeah. And nap. And he can answer. <laughs> yeah. You can ask him for a friend. Yes, exactly. I'm um, kidding. I'm kidding. So, we're just going to do a little role play here, uh, and, and afterwards, I want to see what you guys pull out of this, not what answers you pull out of it. What, what direction do you think we're going? So let's, let's just start out with a tough question. Nicholas, tell me, is it a sin to get a tattoo? No, because dude. I for sure have one. So. I have one here and here and here. Okay. Um, cool. Good. I'm super glad. Doesn't the Bible say that you shouldn't get tattoos? It does say that. However, that part of the Bible was written for this country that you guys have probably heard of called Israel. And God used this part of the Bible to establish a relationship with them and gave some really important things to outline so he could live with them. And that, now he lives in us as the Holy Spirit. So 
that part, we, we actually don't need to worry about. So Jesus oh. likes your tattoo of oh, his cool. beautiful solar system. Cool. So, <laughs> so then tell me, um, there are some rules in the Bible or laws that you follow, but some that you don't need to follow? I mean, I guess. Cool. You look at it that way. Right? Okay. Where does it tell you which ones that you still need to follow and which ones you don't? It doesn't. Okay. Really clears it up for me. Thanks. Um, <laughs> Happy to help. Yeah. I just I had another question. Now we're talking about the Old Testament. It made me think of circumcision. That's weird. Why are some people <laughs> circumcised? If you don't know what that is, ask somebody. Don't ask Google. Um, but what's the deal with that? Why are some people circumcised? Okay. Some so people aren't. so there's the, the circumcision is like a a um, analogy in the Bible for. I know, humorous. It's, full, it's, it's basically a sign that your heart is fully surrendered to God. So that's what the Bible would tell us about circumcision. Cool, cool, cool. In a cool, one-sentence cool. answer. Yeah. So if you're not circumcised, you can't have a heart surrendered to God? Uh, no, you still, you still can. Oh. Hmm. Okay, so then, so, so why... Why would you get circumcised then if you don't need that in order to have a surrendered heart? So back when that was a thing, it was a tradition. It was a, it was a thing that Israel did. Cool, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a Jewish tradition? Yeah, Jewish. Are you Jewish? Are you, are you Jewish? No, for sure not Jewish. <laughs> okay, cool. So, so your parents wanted you to have a surrendered heart. So that's why they got you circumcised. When you were a little kid, even though you're not Jewish? I guess so. All right. Clears that right up. Thanks. Um, <laughs> Happy to help. Uh, this is kind of unrelated, but do you drink? No, dude. I'm a Christian. Mm, cool, 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 you're a Christian, you don't drink, is, is that because it's a sin to drink? Well, I don't know if it's a sin, but it's not always healthy. Right. Didn't, didn't Jesus drink wine and stuff? <laughs> Dude, that was part of his mission field, bro. That was his circle. Uh, he owned okay. it. <laughs> so, right, because like the tax collectors are drinking and stuff. Right, exactly. It's tax collectors. Right. They weren't, they what? weren't Christians. Right. <laughs> what, what a... Didn't he, like, turn water into wine at a party? I mean, yeah. He did. That was cool, one of cool. his first moves. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Really setting the stage for us. Wonderful. <laughs> okay, so you might be catching on. We're, we're making light of this, obviously. We're being goofy about this. Yeah. Um, what, what I want you to catch is... What, what Nicholas is demonstrating for us is the, what you might call the easy answers. None of the answers that he gave were wrong. Were they wrong? Were they bad answers? Whoa, okay, shots fired. Um, no, they, they were all, those were all the right answers, right? He, he wasn't lying. He wasn't making stuff up. Um, did, that, did that feel like enough for you? Did that clear things up for you guys? No. Yeah. Me neither. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, again, this is, this is not our... Again, we're making this stuff up. Yep. Um, those are pretty easy ones. Easy in the sense that 
circumcision doesn't apply to lots of you, so it's like, whatever. It might not matter, right? You're going to be fine. Yeah, it'll all be good. Um, but sometimes those questions that we're wrestling with where we feel like, I know what the answer is, but it doesn't really feel like enough. It doesn't feel like a full answer or it doesn't make sense. We're pointing out things like drinking, like don't drink except Jesus drank. So drink like Jesus drinks? Is that what we're saying? Like, right? It, it's weird. It feels weird, right? And you, you might be sitting here thinking like, yeah, that makes no sense to me. What we don't, you don't hear what we're not saying. We're not saying, yeah, we have no idea. Figure it out. I don't know. Right. That's exactly what we're not saying. <laughs> That's exactly what we're not saying. There are answers. But sometimes these answers feel like they're just out of reach. Right. Don't know how to get there. Um. But we have some other examples for you. Nick, do you want to start us off yeah. with some of those bigger ones? Right. So here are some bigger examples. And whatever your natural response is, that's okay. Um, but let me, let me give you a couple of them. So some of you may have experienced this before. You all go to school, right? Okay. I know you all go to school. So you're sitting in science class, right? You're sitting in science class, and your science teacher says something to you like, Here's how the world was created. There was a big bang and something came out of nothing. And now here we are. And that is sometimes hard to respond to. Like, what do you, what, what do, how do I respond to that as a follower of Jesus? That is a really big question. That is hard to wrestle with. Yeah. Um, Here's another example. Yeah. Um, again, I'm just, I'm just going to put some words out there. You might identify with these. Maybe you thought something like this. I've struggled with depression for like six years, a long time. And it hasn't gone away. I'm not healed. Is that because I'm not doing something right? Like, am I doing something wrong? And because I'm doing something wrong, I haven't healed of that? Or do I not have enough faith? That's a big question. That's a big question. And here's another one that some of you might find yourself struggling with. Or maybe you have friends that you've heard these words come out of their mouth before. And the question is this. I find myself attracted to the same sex, and I can't help it. Am I messed up? These are big questions. And so when we're talking about big questions, what we don't mean is a question that doesn't have an answer. Right. We truly believe there are answers to these questions. And no, sometimes it's just, sometimes it's, it feels like it's hard to find the answer. And we want you guys to know that as we approach these big questions, we're not targeting anybody that is in the room. Um, we're not, um, you know, condemning anybody that has these questions. Because if you found yourself asking these questions, that means that you're actually a human. And that doesn't mean that you're going to, like, go to hell or that we're going to ask you to leave impact if you have these big questions. What, like, like we talked about at the beginning, Jesus is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. And we believe that he has something to say about these big questions. But if you don't have a space to ask them, then, and, and if you don't have a space to go on a journey with Jesus to approach these big questions, then these big questions are going to consume you. And so part of the reason we, we as a team really feel like this is important is because we want you guys to know that Impact is a community and a place where you can ask these big questions you're not going to be asking them alone, and they won't be living in your own head. Um, but, we, but that's why we're going to go on this journey together. We do want to clarify, 
maybe it's these questions, maybe it's different questions, whatever the question is. Right. You're not going to go to hell for asking a question. Also, um, there's nothing you can do that will just suddenly make you go to hell. I'm just going to, maybe that's unclear. Some people maybe have this idea that, like, if I mess up this way, then it's game over. I, I, that's not how that works. So let's be, let's be mindful of, okay, where are we? Okay, we're in a relationship with Jesus, and we have questions. And he says, if you ask, you will hear me answer. If you seek, you will find. So that's how we're framing it. Yep. We're just going to ask the questions and we're going to see what happens from there. And also, we want you guys to know that finding the answers to these questions is not as simple as just like opening a book and seeing, okay, here's the question, below is the answer, like in math class. These, these questions require a journey with Jesus. And you're going to hear us use that phrase often um, because we, we do believe that that is the best way to find out that Jesus is the way. And so one of the interesting things about these, and some of you might be able to identify with this because I do is that I grew up living in church my whole life and so sometimes I wasn't confronted with these questions like the questions about science or the questions about sexuality because I just lived in a a little church bubble which is a beautiful bubble to live in um but there will come a time that these questions what you'll you'll hear them in the circles around you maybe you'll come, come across something online um or maybe you'll have these questions in your own mind and so we want to be able to help you guys develop a framework with the understanding that Jesus is the center where we go to find the answers. So we want to clarify one thing. When we're talking about asking a question, let's just take a second and define what that means. Here's what, here's what we don't mean. You can write when, this down, by yeah, the way. Yeah, you can write this down. When we're saying asking a question, asking a question is not worrying and obsessing over it. Okay. So if you have this question in your mind and all you do is lay awake at night and freak out about it, that's not what we're talking about. That's not asking a question, okay? Uh, asking a question is not searching it online. Nor is it posting it online. Okay? Just let that sink in, though, because that is a way that we yeah. see people ask questions. Hey, Instagram followers. Have you ever thought about this thing that I'm currently wrestling with, but I'm not going to specifically be vulnerable about it. I'm just going to toss it out there. That's a way to ask, like, what's your favorite pumpkin pie recipe? But that's not the way to ask the big questions that we struggle with. And so we're going to outline now for you. Um, Oh, and lastly, also, asking these questions doesn't look like just turning to your neighbor and asking them. Sometimes it'll come up in conversation, and that's totally okay. Um, but what we're going to get into next is the understanding that we need to, when we ask these questions out loud, um, we need to make sure we're asking the right people. So, so and we have three things to, that will help start you on this journey with Jesus and will help start you asking these questions. And the first one is to ask the question out loud to somebody that you can trust. Okay, so write the first one down. Ask it out loud. Someone you can trust who is wiser than you. Right. So, like, I know you can trust your little brother, Timothy. Um, now we're talking maybe. about... Maybe. Yeah, or maybe you can't. But <laughs> what we're saying, someone you can trust who knows some more than you know, which often means live more life than you've lived. Right. So this could be somebody like a parent. Uh, this could be somebody like a youth leader or a pastor here at Koinonia. This could be somebody like a guidance counselor or a teacher at school. Um, 
now, depending on what school you go to, that will definitely affect the way that people answer your questions, right? And so this is another important thing that I'll highlight is we have to, we have to, there's a verse in Proverbs that says there's wisdom in a multitude of counsel, basically, which means if I just go to Jonathan and I know that Jonathan is going to give me to the answer to the question that I want, it's probably not the, the right answer because I just know okay, Jonathan, I'm coming to you with this question, and so I know you're going to just give me the go-ahead. So that's why it is really important to talk to more than one person as well. Secondly, do some research. If you're looking for an answer, that means you need to look for it. Hmm. If you have a question, you need to get more information. So sometimes that means just starting in the Bible. What does the Bible say about this? You might find exactly what you're looking for. Yep. Now you almost might. You you also might look through the whole Bible and be like, "Got nothing. There's nothing in here for me." Yeah, I understand how you feel. Sometimes it's not explicit, and that's right. why there are other places. Um, there's there's Bible study tools that allow you to that unpack what's in there and maybe help you understand what's written there, what's there for you to read. Um, you can look on the internet. But like talking to somebody, when you go to someone and say, hey, I have a question, when you're asking the world of the internet, when you're asking Google, you got to be mindful, okay, where is this information coming from, and how much power am I giving it? Right. But there are answers out there for us. And let me also add that as you do your research, let that link back to number one, which is talking to people. So one of the things that I do when I have a big question is instead of just going online and finding the books that I need, I'll go to that person that I brought the question to and say, hey, what, what would you recommend I read? What website would you recommend I check out? What Bible study tool? What chapter in the Bible? Um, and, and let that, your research be confined to the relationship that you've decided to share these big questions with. And let that be how you return to the conversation. Hey, yeah. Nick, we were talking about this, and here's what I found. What do you think about this? Let's get some more eyes on it. You might be sitting here thinking, like, wow, this seems like a lot of work for something really stupid. I, I totally get that if, if you're not looking for an answer, looking for an answer is going to feel like work you don't want to do. <laughs> right. So don't hear what we're not saying. What we are saying is all of us wrestle with these things, these kind of things. And we want to give you guys tools to understand that you don't need you to sit there and freak out silently. Mm-hmm. There are steps you can take. Yep. Um, also, when, you, when you're getting this information, whether you're talking with someone who's wiser than you are, or whether you're reading books or studying the Bible, let's all, ourselves included, take it with some humility and recognize that even the answer you find, it might be the wrong answer. Right. Trick is, you just don't know if it's the wrong answer. <laughs> and you might not know, but then you might not. We, we don't know all the time. So we need to stay humble and recognize that I might be wrong about what I found. I might be wrong about what I decided. But there's still a journey for me. So if number one is ask the question out loud, number two is do some research, number three is look to Jesus. And you can write John chapter 14, verse 6 beside it. And it's the verse that I've been saying all along. And it's what I talked about at the beginning and is going to continue to be our filter as we go through these big questions that Jesus is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. And actually, it comes in that order, which is really awesome as we look at and tackle these big questions. 
the first step we have to do in looking to Jesus is we have to trust that the way that he has shown us to live is going to be the way that we need to start taking to then uncover the truth. So we live by Jesus's way, and that helps us uncover his truth. And once we're in that relationship with Jesus, that looks like praying often. That looks like putting worship music on often. That looks like coming to Impact ready to learn. That looks like showing up on a Sunday um, ready to be a part of the service. Like there's so many aspects to our journey with Jesus and living his way, which uncovers his truth, which then lets us walk in the life that he has for us. And that life is incredible. And we talk about it often here at Impact. Life with Jesus is full of hope. It's full of confidence. It's full of love. It's full of faith. And, and it's full of, the, of you living in the truth of who Jesus has created you to be, who God made you to be. And that, those things that I just listed come when Jesus helps us uncover the truth. And the, what, what, we, what we don't mean is that Jesus will give me one truth and give Jonathan another. Because we believe that Jesus is the truth. But what's really incredible about Jesus is he recognizes that we don't always have the weight or we're not always in the right place in life to receive the whole truth. Like sometimes there's some situations where that is just going to crush me. And Jesus loves me enough to put the truth that he is into a package that I can receive based on where I am in my journey with him. And this is really important for us to uncover as we go through these big questions, as we journey with Jesus, is he always has the truth. But he's going to give it to you in a package that you can handle in the wrapping paper or whatever you need so that you can receive that truth based on where you're at in your journey. The crazy thing about that is that if you're on a journey, if, if you're like me, um, you're like growing and like getting older. Um, some of you might, you know, identify with that. Um, and as we grow, we learn more, we mature, we change. And, and as that happens, our capacity for those truths changes. I had an interesting experience this morning. Um, my little boy, Chester, got stung by a wasp, which sucks, right? Because, like, I can't I really help him. I'm like, yeah, that hurts. You just lick it or Sorry. something. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> right? But the question he kept asking, he said, why did, it, why did it bite me? Why did it sting me? Why did it hurt me? And I'm like, dude, I don't know how to explain that to you, <laughs> right? That's a, that's a big question he doesn't know how to understand yet. But, like, give him one year, a couple right. years, and I'm going to be able to explain it in a way he understands. But as he gets older, those answers won't suffice anymore, right? And his questions will become more and more complex. So we have a bit of an example so you can kind of understand this idea. Um, let's, let's imagine, let's take yourself back to whenever you first found and discovered Jesus, that might be really recent. That might be like, whoa, yeah, last year. Or it might be like, I was four. An example of a question you might have asked at the beginning is a question like this. Is God good? What's the answer to that question? Yeah. Nice. Good job, guys. Um, but then as you mature, as you learn more things, you, the, the question might change. And it might say, 
Um, is God always good? Because sometimes it doesn't feel like he is. So, and the truth that we know about God is that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, which means he is always good. Right? Right? But again, that question is going to continue to evolve, and you might find yourself asking a question like this. If God is good, how could he allow suffering and death in this world? It's a big question. It's a big question. And a one way to look at an answer to that would be, well, God's, God, whether or not God is good isn't defined by the evil in our world. Now, that, th- th- see, there were some of you there that went, yeah, that's right. And there was others of you in here that said to yourself, eh, I don't know if that's enough for me still. Yeah, that, 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 doesn't, that doesn't do it for me. That, that, that doesn't help me at all. Right. And so that's the interesting thing about, remember how I was talking about the, the, the package that the truth comes in for us. Maybe you need Jesus to give you the truth of that statement in a different package. And that is what we want to do this evening, is we want to make space for us to, on our journey with Jesus, um, come to him and say, Jesus, I need you to help me understand these big questions. And it's going to be the first step on our journey with him in tackling some of these big questions. And so that's why we want to make some space for that. Do you want to add anything else? No, keep going. Okay. Um, now, it feels hard to leave that last question. Maybe if that answer didn't sit well for you, it's kind of hard to leave that, right? Why is there evil in our world? And, and, and if our response is God's goodness isn't defined by the state of our world, I would say his goodness is defined by how he responds to that evil. Would you agree? That God's goodness is defined by how he looks down at the evil and the hurt and the brokenness that he sees here, and he says, wow, I need to, I need to do something about that. And that is the beautiful picture of who Jesus is. Because Jesus was God's response to the evil and the suffering and the brokenness and the injustice in our world. And that is a beautiful picture of his love and how he responds to us. He sent his son as a sacrifice of love so that the evil and the justice, that injustice that was done to the two of us would find its payment in Jesus' death on the cross, and then through his power of the power of his resurrection and actually coming back to life and defeating that evil that is in our world. And what we want to help you guys understand is that that right there is a great example of how it's almost like the answer to all those questions is the same. Hmm. It's not exactly the same. And we've been talking about how You might need it in a specific package right now. But we cannot emphasize enough how much hinges on the fact that a perfect God sent his perfect son to die so that you wouldn't have to. Right. That that has so much power to transform how we see things. But you might be sitting here hearing that, thinking, okay, cool, yeah, great. Jesus died. I hope, I hope that you will be willing to slow down and listen closely. Because I don't have the words for you. I don't. I have some words, but I might not have the words for you. 
but the Holy Spirit does. And if we can slow down and listen, I think lots of the time you're going to find that he's speaking. And if we can be still enough, and if we can let our hearts be soft enough, he has the answer that you need right now. If you're willing to listen. And that is the beautiful part of going on a journey with him. So I want to invite you guys to, to come up because we're going to go back into worship. And we do this on purpose where we save some time at the end, after the message, so that we can take some time to sing. We can take some time to pray. And we can, we can take some time to let the word that the Holy Spirit is speaking to us start to sit in our heart, start to make some space in our head. And if, as I was talking about Jesus and the way that he responded to the evil in our world, if you don't have a relationship with him, if you don't know him, if you wouldn't say, yeah, I, I know Jesus and I have a relationship with him and I've given him my heart, then I would encourage you as we sing this next song to think about why not? Because if God responded to the evil in our world and the evil in our own hearts by sending his own son, that, that might be a story that you want to hear and learn more about. You might even want to know what it's like to know that Jesus. So we're, the worship team is going to continue to lead us, and I'm going to come back up in a little bit. And so I want you guys to think about and to pray about, okay, Holy Spirit, what are the questions that you are leading me to? So team.